and we are of a nature of which it is current. What? And <laughs> <laughs> we are live. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I don't know what that one was. Yeah, I wasn't vibing with that one. We are of a nature that is current. That's what I was trying to say. What does I don't that know. mean? I don't know. I just made it up. <laughs> I'm just trying to say that we're live. <laughs> Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm drinking coffee. Nice. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Content Swap Podcast. I am good. How are you? I'm good. Still trying to get rid of this headache. Oh, yeah. Happy Saturday with a headache. Yeah. It'll go away, hopefully. It needs to go away before we go see Wanda. <laughs> In the multiverse of madness. <laughs> yes. I'm literally just like, the Wanda movie. The Wanda movie. That's all I care about. I want to see my girl Wanda. It's got Doctor Strange in it. We don't care That's my impression him. of it. <laughs> I think you'll find our will equal to yours. When does he say that? Infinity War. Uh, I don't remember. He says it to Thanos, and then people... Um, after the slapping where Will Smith slapped Chris Rock, somebody like edited in um, him saying that, and then like Will Smith comes out of a portal and like slaps Thanos. Oh my god! It's a great video. <clears throat> Goodness. Link in the description. <laughs> <laughs> do not put the link in. The I'm not gonna do that. Gonna... <laughs> well, let's dive in. Yeah, let's dive in. It's Saturday. Welcome to the Content Swap Podcast. As you know, uh, Leah and I assigned each other pieces of content last week, and now we're going to go through them and say what we thought. Yep. Say what we, we thought. Say what we thought. <laughs> yeah. She's got a lunch to go to, and then we're going to go see Doctor Strange. Yeah. So. It'll be fun. Fun day. Very fun day. Even though it's gross and rainy. Yeah, it is gross and rainy. What's up with that? I'll probably have to stop at the recycling center or something. Um, yeah. Fun. Woo. Anyway. Anyway. First piece of content. First piece of content. All right. Last week, Aaliyah assigned me a 2015 film starring Margot Robbie and Will Smith called Focus. Now, if you're not familiar with what Focus is about, it I don't even know who directed this movie um, because it's just a basic, plain, rich people aesthetic throughout. Um, now... <clears throat> The plot of Focus is that Will Smith is like, he's a con man, and he is also really good at like pickpocketing people. I guess the two go hand in hand. Um, and one day he, he meets Margot Robbie because she's trying to pull off this con on him where basically he hits on her at the bar and then they go upstairs at that hotel that they're at. And then, uh, a guy busts and she's like, oh no, it's my husband. And then, um, you know, Will Smith is supposed to run away and leave his money on accident, blah, blah, blah. Um, that does not work because Will Smith, he himself is a con man and he already knows what she's up to by the time she like sneezes or something. Like <laughs> he's got it figured out. He's like, I got her made. Um, so he knew what was going on the whole time. Anyway, that's how they meet. And then I, she bumps into him again. I don't know. The well, next she goes day. searching for she him. She goes searching for him. That's right. And she's like, teach me the ways. Teach me because you're so good. I want in. Um, as if it's like this secret pickpocket society that... kind of is. Well... <laughs> kind of is. Yeah. They have a whole crew. They have a whole crew to pull off their cons. And so Will Smith is like a very important 
person, part of this con artist group. And so, um, yeah, Margot Robbie's like, I want in. And so he's like, there's this scene immediately. Um, they're like outside in the snow and he's teaching her about like focus, which is like when pay attention to where somebody's focus is, their focus is like a spotlight and wherever they're focused, you know, you snatch their stuff from wherever that is not. Um, and so that whole scene is... Uh, Just to preface, that happens before she, like, finds him. Oh, that's before? Okay. Yeah, yeah, so this happens after the whole hotel thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, you're doing it all wrong. Here's how you do it. He teaches her those moves. And okay. Then, yeah. Well, those moves <laughs> were impossible. <laughs> Are they? Yes, that whole scene where I was watching, uh, it's like, because he pulls the same thing from her, like, multiple times. Just like... Well, yeah. It's, it's like... Yeah. This is movie magic pickpocketing. This is not like there yeah. there are scenes later in the movie where like they quickly pickpocket people and then like pass it off to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um all of that's totally possible, but this mm-hmm. specific scene where he's just like like taking all of her things in front of her like it's like he's a ninja Jedi mind tricks, that's impossible. Yeah. I mean it's definitely Hollywood fight and like not I'm sure well, it's not real, but Yeah. They did work with I forget the dude's name. They worked with a guy named Robbie, I think. And he was... He's oh, like yeah, a- Robbie, the famous pickpocket. I'm, <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. I have no idea. No, but no, like, he's like, he was like, he's a legit, like, con artist. And so he taught Will Smith and Margot Robbie, like, how to do it all. And I assumed that scene was, like, probably some of the things that he taught them. If I... If this movie taught me anything, it's that if I'm making a movie about con artists, I would not want to consult with a con artist because I don't know what kind of crap they would pull on me. <laughs> Oh my gosh, everyone was fine. Anyway. (laughs) Well, yeah. um, I love Margot Robbie, I will say. Um, This was like a few years ago, kind of before her like mass popularity and her acting, not that great in this movie. It's not. And Will Smith is carrying the team on this movie, (laughs) I will say, acting wise. He, it's, it's not a very... It's fun. okay. Let me preface this. It's a fun movie. If yeah. if you were like, let's watch this I, again, I would be like, yeah, sure. You know, it's you know, it's a quick little, mm-hmm. like as you put it, comfort movie. Last mm-hmm. week, like, yeah, it's you know, it's it's cute. It's short. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not much to it. You're not you're not expecting a sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like a quick little piece of entertainment. So, um, yeah, let me preface by saying that that's like my ultimate thoughts on this movie. <laughs> um, that's very fair. Now, yeah, the script, not great. Um, Will Smith is, yeah, again, as I said, carrying the team. He's basically just playing Hitch, but for pickpockets yeah, instead yeah. of uh, a little bit more being broody. the love doctor. Yeah, a little bit more broody. Um, yeah, there's just there's a lot of sweaters and vests and sweater vests <laughs> and horse racing. Fancy. I Actually, I, I wrote a list of all the rich people things they went to. Um, so, yeah, horse racing. They went to fancy hotels. There were reservations at uh, restaurants that are very impossible to get. They went to a football game. They went to Formula Super One. Super Bowl, not just like a football game. Oh, that was game. the Super Bowl? That was the Super Bowl, oh, yeah. Against like two of the fakest teams I've ever heard of. <laughs> um, they, yes, okay, so it was the Super Bowl. They went to Formula One racing and then they went to a club that looks like it was held inside of like an old landmark where there should not be a club but there is a club <laughs> which is just like a european thing that you see in like you know john wick and stuff like that oh i just love john wick 
Um, I did keep a list of places that I thought they might go based on where oh they were. Gosh. I was like, oh, are they going to go to the dog races? Are they going to go to... The dog races. Yeah, oh and then gosh. I was like, they're going to go to a country club. <laughs> that was like the one thing they didn't go to was a country yeah. club. But they went to all the other rich people places. Mm-hmm. Now, let's see. Uh, yeah, just the whole movie's aesthetic is just like suave, dapper, pickpocketing, con artist. Ha-ha. Um, and that's... That's kind of, yeah. They they get into, so, uh, as, I, as I was saying, plot-wise, uh, Margot Robbie tracks down Will Smith. She's like, I want in. And he's like, okay, let's, you know, have you try things out a little bit. And they're in New Orleans during Mardi Gras. And there's, like, a whole bunch of people. And they're, like, in the French Quarter. And she... Is it during Mardi Gras? I thought it was just, like, the Super Bowl was in New Orleans. So, like, that's why everyone's, like, out and about. Oh, I don't think it's okay. Mardi Gras. <laughs> All right, whatever. <laughs> sure. All right, the Super Bowl is in New Orleans. People yeah. are out and about. Yeah. And so they're in the French Quarter, and basically Will Smith has a whole crew of people, and uh, they have all these different terms. Oh uh, like, gosh. oh, I need a give me some shade. Yeah, <laughs> I wrote down some of the terms. I meant to look them up and totally forgot. There's like insider, roper, lift, shape, stick, wire, like. <laughs> is all of this I mean I'm sure that is all kind of like real yeah no Um, I believe it but uh if if, yeah again it felt very Hollywood-fied Hollywood-ified yeah Hollywood-ified anyway Mm -hmm. um but yeah there's just this whole scene where like Margot Robbie she's just like she's it's like improv she's just like oh boom (laughs) like just taking things from people in this crowd and I was just like it's like she's dancing, and I hate it. What? I mean, I didn't hate it, but I was like, ugh. I love like, that Like, it was scene. so impossible. I love so, it. So, <laughs> so impossible. Um, I love it because it makes it makes you feel like you can do it, and I'm like, no. I want to learn how to pit pocket people. Uh, she did not say that. Um, FBI listening. Uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm not going to actually do it, but I, it'd be cool to know how. <laughs> well, yeah, so... Um. Yeah, and th- then there's this whole scene later where she's like asking him for constructive criticism. There's there's some plot details I'm gonna fill in, but just um, she's asking him for constructive criticism, and they're like on a bed and they're like making out or something, and he's like, "When the going gets hard out there, you rally." And I've never seen anybody like you. And I'm like, bruh, come on. Like, this is dumb. It's been a minute since I've watched this movie. And I wrote in my notes, I was like, was it always this kind of cringy? I don't remember, I remember like when I first saw it I really liked it and I like I said it was like my comfort movie it was just like something fun to put on the TV like you said yeah, it's yeah. short it's chill it's whatever and yeah watching it again I was like oof <laughs> this is rough it's like um it's like now you see me but mm. for pickpockets and con yeah. artists rather yeah. than magicians yeah I think I just like I love like a good heist kind of movie right 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 and like there's really nothing that trumps like oceans the ocean series like mm-hmm. that's OG amazing but this is kind of like the closest you can kind of get I feel like are there other no, heist movies that there are, like... are so many good heist movies that I really? clearly you have never seen if this is your standard like what uh the sting that's a classic oh, I've never seen that yeah um 
There are others. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to think of. I was movie. literally, I was literally looking at a list of like good heist movies or like good, mm, like good, con, good con movies. movies. Yeah, yeah. Like Matchstick Men. I mentioned that. Uh, yeah, that's I didn't a, that either. That's another one. Nicholas Cage. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of really good con artist movies. Is it like? Are they like playful though? Because like that's the thing about Oceans. It's like it's a it's like comedy. It's like, like it's yeah. like very playful, fun. Is is this supposed to be playful? I mean, I think so. It's this like, feels playful got, because it's cringy. But they have like they have moments where and I like, like legit laugh because yeah. of like something they said or like just you know yeah. they're they're in like Will Smith and Margot Robbie's interaction. Yeah, I mean, this just it very much feels like a movie that's just made for entertainment and not to yeah. like impress anyone really. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there. Okay, so I don't really. Um, once I couldn't tell, okay. Yeah. I mean, the movie makes it kind of confusing because the, the movie is always kind of playing a con on you as a viewer. Cause you don't, you don't know what's going on, but then it turns out that was part of a con mm-hmm. granted. It's like, because you're watching a con artist movie, you can kind of figure like, Oh, this stressful situation right now that's happening at, at the Super Bowl. This is definitely a con. Um, like it was predictable in that sense. Really, you thought that scene where I he's like doing the bets? Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. There's gonna be at the, at the end of this. There's gonna be some whole thing where they show flashbacks where <laughs> they show exactly how they planned it out from the beginning. And what did they do? They showed flashbacks. Oh my god! Explaining gosh. how they planned it out from the beginning. I mean, I feel like I'm <laughs> I'm so bad about like no like predicting things and so when i first saw the movie that whole like when he was betting i was like no like he has an issue with gambling like right this is bad. which is all just made up and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then i was like what you're telling me this whole time that was a thing yeah so um what happens that oh actually before that there's a part where they're eating in they're eating outside and margot robbie like i don't know there's just the whole crew is there and they're stealing a whole bunch more and I, I just wrote down that, like, there's way too many people on their crew stealing things from people to, like, not be sus. Like, there's, yeah. it's not that big of a crew. Are you talking about when, like, Farhad has the, like, heart attack, the fake yeah, heart attack? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, there's you got way too many people there. Like, yeah. how? No way. My thought was, like, you guys have so many people in your crew. Are there anybody? Is there anyone to steal from? Because, right. like, everyone here is your crew. Right, right, right. Like, <laughs> how do you not get recognized? Like, oh, yeah. this is... Huh, the same group of people that I saw yesterday, and I don't know. Okay, so there's that. Um, so yeah, the whole I mean, the whole Super Bowl thing is that they've got tickets to the Super Bowl. They've already pulled off like they stole 1.2 million dollars from a bunch of people just by pickpocketing and whatnot. And they go to the Super Bowl, and uh, Margot Robbie's like not into football, so she doesn't get it. So Will Smith is like, all right, well let's have some fun. Let's bet like that guy's gonna throw a hot dog to that guy. Like, the hot dog vendor's going to throw a hot dog to that guy. He's not going to catch it. I bet you a dollar. Um, and it starts off, like, they they intentionally had a scene where the one of Will Smith crew member guys gives him the $1.2 million that they all stole together, like, the whole crew. And, you know, he's got to hold on to it until they distribute it to everybody or whatever, clean it, launder it, whatever. Um, but he's like, no gambling, okay? And so... We as a viewer are like, we as viewers are like, oh, he's got a gambling problem, but you don't realize it. He's like, oh, I'll bet you a dollar. And you're like, oh, and then they start like, they get up to like $5 and then $10. Mm-hmm. And then uh, BD Wong is there and he is 
rich and has like a mustache and he's like i don't like it or something like he says that <laughs> he, he talks i know bd wong is an actor he did not talk like that yeah. um so uh yeah then he gets in on the betting and then it just like really ramps up and then all of a sudden like will smith and bd wong are betting like 1.2 million dollars like all of the money Mm -hmm. and she's like oh no he's got a gambling problem and he's betting everybody's money and that's my money too yeah she's pissed she's She's, like yeah this is my money and you're messing it up (laughs) yeah and then he basically does this whole like you guess you pick a number of any football player down there Mm -hmm. um and i'll have her guess the football player and like double or nothing and that's like the bet and the guy's like you're crazy i like it let's do it mm-hmm. and um basically farhad who was one of the crew he's down there dressed up in the number 55 and when margot robbie has to call the number she sees him and then she goes oh it's got to be that because why is farhad down there and she says 55 and that was the number and we find out that the reason that bd wong when he was looking down at the football field uh, trying to pick a player for her to guess, he mm-hmm. picked number 55 because uh, Will Smith and his crew had been priming him the whole day the whole day with the number 55 everywhere he went, which again is impossible. <laughs> the amount of places yeah. that they put the number 55, yeah. it's like even in his lampshade it's 55 like <laughs> huh yeah like how do you get a 55 chandelier yeah like, where do you find that where do you find a, a prostitute that has a 55 um <laughs> tattoo back tattoo uh, tramp yeah. stamp on her back yeah. um so that he sees it there too like what's the point anyway well I don't know. but i show that in my class a clean version, so right, it doesn't right, have right. that part of the scene. Right, 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 but right. I used to show that in my psychology class for As priming. An because of it's, priming. It's like such a good clear cut example of priming. Yes, it is and that that's true, but it also kind of gets at one of my issues with the movie, mm-hmm. which is that it seems like whoever wrote this movie just pick and shows picked and chose different um, psychology psychology and sociology concepts out of a textbook and then said let's put the most like blanket (laughs) like over the surface Mm -hmm. version of this in the movie yeah um and just simplify the heck out of it and i don't think that makes for good writing it just shows that you took a psych 101 class um yeah that's my take makes for good examples though it did yeah it does make for good examples well, anyway, they get the money. They double their money. Then Will Smith ditches her, and then he's like, you did great. Then he ditches her. Three years later, now he's like, I don't know. He's he's acting like he hasn't done a job in three years, and he's changed. And then he gets asked by... This is when the movie turns into the second movie, because it's like two movies in one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's no clear like antagonist of the movie, it's one of my criticisms, I guess, is that it's like there's basically two time periods that we're following and they're both kind of like they're related by Will Smith and Margot Robbie's relationship. But the actual events are like totally different and don't mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. And I mean, oh, uh, 
I, I'm not, I forgot to say this earlier, um, and this is kind of like one of the most important things I feel, is that I did not buy into the fact that they were having a romance at all. Because these are two people who literally are like lying for a living. They're con artists, they're pickpockets, they lie to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, they don't have like the emotional disposition to form an attached... <laughs> like a a healthy romantic attachment so i'm not buying into it at all i don't care that's (laughs) that's my feelings about that yeah you Um, said there is no antagonist i think will smith is like the protagonist and the antagonist because you're like you're the protagonist because you're like kind of rooting well i mean maybe you weren't but like i think the goal is like to root for their romance and for him to like be vulnerable and like kind of take down that guard that he has but then, like, he's an antagonist because he's a con artist. So you're right. like, I, you can't trust him. <laughs> right. But I'm I'm, the, I'm just like, why is he slipping so hard for this, like, one girl? Yeah. It definitely, it just jumps into it. And you're like, okay, what? Like, yeah. he's this guarded man. But, like, all of a sudden, now he's just, like, head over heels of the, for this, like, girl. This yeah. random girl who just showed up. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, um... Yeah, the movie continues with its uh, rich people aesthetic. And so the only thing that I like about this rich people aesthetic, the way that this movie did it, was um, the cars. I really like the cars. I knew you'd like the cars. Yeah, great cars. Yeah. So basically, Will Smith gets picked up uh, to do this job for this guy, Gariga, who runs, I forget the name of his fake car company. Um, And they... He has his own Formula One team, and he's like, hey, Will Smith, uh, my competitors are trying to steal my racing algorithm, the EXR, uh, which is a really cool name for a racing algorithm, (laughs) I would say. (laughs) Um, I don't even know how to explain what this algorithm is, but it basically makes their cars go faster. Mm -hmm. So he's like... Uh, my competitors are trying to steal the EXR, so what I need you to pretend to be one of my engineers, come up to me at this part. Well, this is all Will Smith's idea. It's like, he's like, I'm going to pretend to be one of your disgruntled engineers. I'm going to, you know, like throw my drink in your face and I'm going to be like, Ugh, I hate you. And then your main competitor is going to approach me and we're going to pretend to make a deal and I'm going to give him the fake, I'm going to give him a fake algorithm for the mm-hmm. EXR and it'll be. seconds slower and it's gonna make all the difference and you're gonna win your races and it's like okay um (laughs) sure (laughs) and so the guy's like we have a deal and um Gariga that's yeah that's that guy's name he also has this like head henchman bodyguard guy I don't even know his name he is an older gentleman um but he comes into play later. I'll get back to him. But so yeah, basically Will Smith is like about to do this whole thing where he splashes the drink in his face at the party. But then, uh-oh, Margot Robbie is there and she's like flirting with him. And, and then Will Smith is like, what the heck? I haven't seen her in three years. And he goes and talks to her and he's like, are you, what's going on there? And she's like, we've been together for a long time, which like turns out, no, she was just like trying to steal, steal his, his watch. watch. Like <laughs> you're going to be with this man to steal his watch. Yeah. What? And she's, she, yeah. Later at closer to the end of the movie, she's like, I'm just trying to get you to see what I want you to see. Um, yeah. anyway, so he thinks that they're together just based on what he's seeing. And, he still goes through with what he's supposed to do and all that stuff. But then the head henchman guy gets like really suspicious of him and him and Margot Robbie 
I don't know. He's like pulling one on Margot Robbie, but it's it's trying to come off. He's trying to come off as like genuine, like oh, I haven't been able to like sleep or think. I haven't been working at all because I can't think about you. I miss you, Margot. And she's like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) She just falls right into it, and they, I don't know, they like. They spend the night together, but then the henchman guy comes to check on Will, and he's like, oh, do you have people around? In which, that scene where the head henchman guy goes into Will's room looking around, um, and Margot is like dodging him because, you know, Will is under the idea that um, that she is in a relationship with this Gariga guy that, you know, the, the older gentleman works for. Um so yeah, this this whole scene I think takes the cake as the number one most unnecessary scene of the movie, because it turns out that this old guy was Will Smith's dad the whole time, mm-hmm. but also Margot Robbie's not actually in a relationship with this guy, um, but Will Smith thinks that she's in a relationship with this guy, uh, though not with Gariga, not the old guy, but um, and. Uh, but also Will Smith knows that this guy is his dad, mm-hmm. but Margot Robbie doesn't know that that's his dad, but it's so, I'm just kind of confused. Like who is that scene for? I, maybe it's just for the audience. Yeah. Like, so okay. that way we're not thinking like, oh, Will Smith and him are actually working together because you know, their family. Right, but it so doesn't... Just, even though it has, it adds nothing to the Within the plot. confines of the movie and the characters and their relationships and their motivations and their plans and what they're all doing, it makes no sense. Yeah. It only adds tension for us as viewers because we don't know the full picture. Yeah. But it's still not something that, with all the actual relationships at play, it's not <laughs> something that would have happened. Or maybe, maybe the, the dad is really like, are you for real messing with this girl? Like, we we have a plan. Like, don't get caught up in your feelings and mess up this plan. It could have been that. Mm, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's a stretch. I'm but not it impressed. <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway, it turns out all of that basically. He oh yeah, Will Smith. Uh, it turns out he actually went to all of Gariga's competitors, and. Uh, got his dad who was working for Gariga to steal the EXR algorithm for him and then he basically gives the algorithm to all of the competitors for uh, I guess which there are nine of and sells it for three million euro each to all of them and bags 27 million euro in the process Mm -hmm. and I mean that's kind of it yeah I mean essentially like when he how he gets the EXR thing is not just like through his dad, but like he was basically using Margot Robbie to get to it, which I'm still a little fuzzy on like how that no, whole plan worked. No, he wasn't worked. though. But he said he was. No, but he so he he says like, oh, I got her this pendant and it's got like a chip reader in it or whatever, and the, like because she's wearing this pendant, um, the that has this like chip reader in it, which makes no sense. Um, all it had to do was get in proximity to his laptop, but we find out that's not true because Margot Robbie was not actually in a relationship with Gariga and that the re- the way he was able to get the EXR was actually from the fact that his dad was working for 
Gariga the whole time. Oh. Um, that was all just like a lie that, that Will Smith <laughs> told Gariga when Gariga had a gun pointed at his head because he didn't want to make his dad. Mm, that all went over my head. Yeah. I've well, seen this movie so many times and like I never pay attention to the actual plans that they talk about. I'm just like, romance. It's oh, all. <laughs> The movie's just pulling all of this, like, sleight of hand on you. I mean, I guess me as a viewer, I'm focused (laughs) on what's, you know, the story that the movie's feeding me, but there's never, I don't know, I guess the idea behind that would be that, you know, they're putting my focus somewhere else, but behind me there's something else actually happening or whatever. Mm -hmm. But if the movie's trying to sell, like, oh, you're focused on all of this, then there at least needs to be like enough details mm-hmm. for me to figure out that like if I wasn't focusing on the plot that I would have figured out that there was all these relationships happening. But mm-hmm. that was never going to happen unless the movie explicitly told you by the end of the movie, which is exactly what they did. So I don't know. It's a cool idea in theory, but they, I don't think they pulled it off very well. Mm-hmm. Um Anyway, so, yeah, basically Gariga finds out, and they he's got them at gunpoint. Will Smith is like, oh, I did it by giving her this necklace that has a chip reader. And Gariga's like, what? No, I barely even know this girl. And then uh, Will Smith's like, well, dang. And then his dad, who is still, you know, undercover, I guess, at this point, um, shoots Will Smith in the chest. I, I, I didn't write it down, but I remember what he said. He's like, if you shoot them between the third and fourth rib at around 11 o'clock on the left nipple, mm-hmm. um, and it'll go like straight through. It'll miss all the vital organs. Because <laughs> Will Smith looks like, yeah, he's he's dead. He's going to die. <laughs> he got shot hard. Yeah. There is blood everywhere. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, no, his dad like saves him, yada, yada. It's the Toledo panic button. The Toledo panic button. That's okay. <laughs> anyway, so then his, yeah, then there's this whole scene where they're in the car and his dad is like, I taught you everything you knew. I took you off the streets and I'm taking the money. <laughs> and so then basically Will Smith ends up with Margot Robbie and that's the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just. And she got the watch. And she, she stole it in the midst of Will Smith almost dying. Oh. <laughs> I didn't notice that. But yeah, yeah, my so my final question was where is Gariga? What happened to Gariga? He just He just did. The henchman his dad shoots Will Smith and then Gariga just goes, like, Oh no and then he yeah. leaves and yeah. that's it. I guess he leaves because he's like, I don't wanna be responsible for this. Like why'd you shoot him? And so then he just <sighs> goes. It's not worth his time. Great. <laughs> I will say though, Love one of it. my favorite parts, <laughs> one of my favorite parts in that whole scene is when Gariga's like talking about how he like him and Margot Robbie like aren't a thing, and he's like, I've been trying to get with her this whole time, and she's been she's had the world's longest period. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then she's like, it goes to these like series of flashbacks, and he's like trying to get with her, and she's like, I have cramps, and she's like, time it's that month. time of the month. And then my favorite part is she goes, I have Scrabble in my room because she's like. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, just say him whatever to get him to like do something else. Yeah. I'm like, that cracks me up. I don't know why I find that so funny. That part was funny. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's like, I really wish there was more I could say, but that's the, that's it. That's the movie. Yeah. That's the whole movie. Yeah. Um, so again, it feels like my, yeah, my criticism is that it feels like a very like on the surface Mm -hmm. pickpocket 
con artist movie with uh, textbook terms mm-hmm. exemplified through the actions yeah. of the characters. And, you know, it's fun, yeah. but um, yeah. I'm, I'm not, not ass- about to recommend this to anyone. <laughs> yeah, I did not assign this because it's a good movie. I feel like a lot of my assignments, it's not because they're good movies. It's right. just I find them entertaining and like yeah. they're a fun watch. No, believe me, this is fun to talk about. Yeah. it's fun. It was fun to watch and fun to talk about. I mean, I really enjoy getting kind of like passionate about bagging on a movie <laughs> for no, its faults, yeah. but yeah, I love to bag on a movie. But I do have some facts, oh, um, yeah. and I do have I had questions about the movie that I wanted answers to. So starting with facts, I don't know how accurate is like IMDb trivia. Uh, well, it's. I use it as a reference a lot, but <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's got to be some level of moderation there that they okay. like make sure that that's true, but also okay. it does kind of seem like anybody could just it's submit right on there. Yeah. Okay. Well, some of the, a lot of this is pulled from IMDb trivia. Okay. But the first thing was there were so many people who were supposed to play Will Smith and Margot Robbie's roles, but then it ended up just going to them. Um, first, it was supposed to be Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone, but they dropped out. Thank which, God. <laughs> I'm like, did La La Land come out 2015? Oh, no, that came out 2017. Mm. I wonder, though, if that was like they were filming it and it was like a conflict in the... They got that role and then was like, oh, we're going to go with La La Land type of thing. No. No? Yeah, okay. I don't think so. Two years difference. Uh, I mean, I don't know, sometimes movies take a long time. Um uh, so yeah, so it was going to go to Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. They dropped out. It was offered to Brad Pitt. He was not interested. He declined. Um, they Smart gave it man. To, <laughs> they gave it to Ben Affleck. So Ben Affleck was tied to oh, it. That would have been infinitely worse. <laughs> but get this, with Ben Affleck was going to be Kristen Stewart. <laughs> that, I would have hated that movie. I, yeah. oh, okay. I mean, that really makes me appreciate... Will Smith and Margot, Margot Robbie's, like, chemistry on screen. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yes, so Ben Affleck dropped out. They, I think, put Will Smith in the position. Kristen Stewart dropped out. Um, on IMDb Trivia, it said she dropped out because of the age difference between her and Will Smith, but Margot Robbie's the same age as her. Really? Yeah. So. Well, I don't, but, like, I don't, maybe it's because Kristen Stewart pel, peld, played Bella Swan. She just feels like... Mm-hmm. young mm. just permanently yeah. <laughs> yeah i get that and margot robbie like I, Sorry, first thing like I'd, wolf of wall street right yeah where she like played a very mature role so i just yeah. see her as more yeah. adult yeah Kristen Stewart. <laughs> yeah not there my favorite a, yeah there's a bunch <laughs> of other women who are supposed to play margot robbie's role but essentially they all it came down to margot robbie um I mean, thank God it did. Yeah, yeah. I, best, I definitely love, like, a Will Smith choice. Margot Robbie. Because yeah. right after this, they do Suicide Squad, and I like them in that. Even though people don't like Suicide Squad, I think it's, it's a, a fun movie. movie. It's a bad movie, but it's fun. It's... <laughs> I disagree, but continue. And then, like, the second one. The second one's The second good. one, dude, that's different. <laughs> that's... You do not... No, the second one's infinitely not, better. You cannot compare Suicide Squad and The Suicide Squad. It's literally called The Suicide Squad because yeah. they're saying... We messed up the first time. <laughs> so when yeah. you think of Suicide Squad, don't think about that think one. Think about one. this one. Yeah, I really enjoyed with the a, second one. With a the. That's how you <laughs> That's fix funny. that. 
Yes. Second fun fact, this was the first major Hollywood feature to be edited with Final Cut Pro. And it's what? A, yeah, it's essentially this movie is that just That doesn't sound accurate, but No, no. This was I found this in a lot of places. So this movie is essentially a giant product placement for Apple. So in the movie, Will Smith says we bought 200 Apple computers. In the background of when they had pit-pocketed everyone, there's a ton of Apple products. They oh show you God. an iPad. They show you the like computers. They did say iPhone in one scene. Exactly. I yeah, that. it's a giant product placement for Apple. But so like Final Cut Pro is the first Hollywood movie to be edited by in Final Cut Pro. It just says the first major Hollywood feature yeah to be edited by Final Cut Pro. It's like Final Cut Pro has been around for a very long time. Like I I learned how to use Final Cut Pro and like. 2011 yeah this well movie came it's, it's out like final cut pro x or something oh, like that yeah that's, oh that's different <laughs> no, no no there's a whole documentary about the difference between final cut pro like as it was and uh-huh. then when they released final cut pro 10 yeah um which yeah final cut pro 10 was uh i guess like panned mm-hmm. by editors mm-hmm. they hated it when it first mm-hmm. came out it, it grew to be become like actually like I don't know, somewhat decent. I mean, I every time I edit something, uh, I use Final Cut Pro. It's actually like mm-hmm. a pretty good program. But when that came out, yeah, no, people, mm-hmm. people hated it because mm-hmm. it, the program worked so well before. So yeah, no, that's a very important uh, difference. <laughs> There's yeah. again a whole documentary mm-hmm. uh, about that shift. Yeah. So yeah. So that's that. And then it was also edited as it was shot, um, which is interesting. Oh, that's, yeah. Okay. It's very weird. Um, another flex by Apple, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, there was also there's when they're in the the snow scene where he's like teaching her how to focus or whatever you know how to do that. Uh-huh. Um, there's a song. The song that's playing in the background is a song that is used on um, the Mac like instru- like installation video or something like that. It's like okay, it's, yeah, it's it's now they've weird. gone too far. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. They're, Apple's priming <laughs> literally. Literally. Um, actually, I think that that might be true. They might be actually trying to prime, prime us. us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, literally. Um, so, yeah. So, those are some fun facts. My own, like, opinion about the movie. It's not the most feminist movie. <laughs> um, the way that they treat Margot Robbie's character is definitely, like, a sex object. And they, like, talk about her explicitly while, like, right in front of her. Mm-hmm. Like, they sexualize her. Mm-hmm. She's, like going to these men and being like, teach me, like, blah, 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 you know, it's not the best. However, like I said, I do love a good, like, con heist movie, and it's fun and short and, yeah, whatever. We can find you some better ones. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> um, and then some questions that I had. I looked up, do con artist crews exist? Like, are there groups that work together? I mean, sure. Why not? I don't know. I couldn't, I don't know. I couldn't find anything. I don't think I Googled it's with all, the best keywords. It's but. all Hollywood, you know? Like, yeah. The, as we understand con artists, it's it's all Hollywood. I'm sure there are definitely con artists out mm-hmm. there, but I feel like it's much more of like a solo yeah. thing. This yeah. definitely, I guess, romanticizes the idea of being yeah. a, con artist, a con artist and like having a whole group and they've got like the suave dude who's like yeah. the stick and the wire. And the, <laughs> but I like, feel like there's like such a trope with it. Like I was like, there's so, because even thinking about the backstory of like, Will Smith and his dad, his dad was like, oh, I pulled you off the streets. I raised you as like my own and brought you up into this world or whatever. And it's like, 
I was like, there's, I feel like there's a ton of movies that are like, that have that trope, like Guardians of the Galaxy, where it's sure. like, what's his, Yondu, and like, he's yeah. like, he takes in, what's his name, Quill, and. Oh, well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a whole trope. It, like, yeah. teach you everything I know. Yeah. Yeah, Like, yeah. raise you as a criminal, <laughs> but I love you, like, you're my son, type of thing. Yeah, no, uh-huh. 100%. I mean, I think definitely there are con artist groups that exist in the world. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, because, like, con, like, we see stories about con artists all the time. Tinder Swindler. Yeah. Yeah, but that's still like by himself. He had uh, his bodyguard. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any I about any him. of his friends? Yeah. They're all they're all in on it. Mm, yeah, I guess. Um, I was so there's a part in the movie where they talk about the gauche reaction, which is basically when you subconsciously mimic someone, and usually it's like your partner in a relationship. And that is the exact moment where I wrote down that this movie is just using textbook <laughs> definitions. Um, yes, yeah, but I, it made me think. I was like, do we mimic each other in like some sort of way? Like I can't. Well, think one. Of what ways. do you mean? Like, how do we mimic each other? Because like we're in a relationship, and so like. Yeah. Well, one. I mean, not to whip out more psychology, but um, like when I took uh, psychology of the self, there was like a whole lesson one day about uh, relationships. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we learned about was the chameleon effect, which Mm -hmm. is like you start to kind of act like the people that you spend the most time with. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Yes. I think you and me spending so much time together, Mm -hmm. living together, Mm -hmm. and being like our primary face-to-face social interaction, (laughs) we definitely start to act like each other and mimic each other. How do you think we do that? Like, do you have an example? It's just subconscious. Oh, no. I do not have an example. (laughs) Like, I I think of like when I like hang around friends, like our friend Anissa, shout outs to Anissa, love you girl. Like when I moved to California and like we became so close, Mm -hmm. so close and she was always like at my apartment. And I would start to say the same things like she would say. Yeah. And those were like terms that I'd never say before. Yeah. And so I think about that or like just like friends that I like, I know I like mimic them in some sort of way. And I'm like, yeah. what do we do that we mimic it's like each you other? Start, what do we do? Yeah. I mean, all kinds of things. <laughs> like probably things that you don't even realize. Yeah. Yeah. Like That's we, I don't know, we make the same like jokes at each other or we, we mm-hmm. always say... I probably say like you know so and so was acting a mess and I probably got that from you. <laughs> That's you know? true. I always say that. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It's just things we get from each other. Cool. Um. Yeah, I think that's pretty much all I had. Okay. Well, um, yeah. Final review. Would watch it again, maybe in a a, a year or two. <laughs> Need to be a while. I don't know. Yeah. I feel you it. Put it on in the background. I'd be okay with it. Yeah, it, that's that's the thing. It's a good background movie. Right. You're doing something it's, else. You're having a real like a chill Sunday. Right. It's not quite put it on the background at, in a nightclub, Spring Breakers, <laughs> um, but it's just put it on, put it on in the background mm-hmm. when you're doing whatever. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well. What did I assign you? Yes. So Parker assigned me a YouTube show called Worth It, which is like stems from BuzzFeed is what you said. Um, Yeah. These, these, so I believe it was started by this guy, Steven. Uh, Yeah. Cause he's like in all of them. He's, he was there from the beginning. Yeah. So he started it. He worked, he worked for BuzzFeed and 
he had this idea, I think, to start this do do like a show called Worth It where they Wait, go I to, explain it. Yeah, okay, yeah. Well I think it was yeah, I think it was his idea. He started it with like one other guy for the first two episodes and mm-hmm. then Andrew came on and then I think yeah, I think it's like expanded outside of BuzzFeed now. I don't I don't yeah. know if they're even still affiliated with BuzzFeed or not, but Yeah. This seems like this is like their primary thing that they do now. Yeah. So yeah, so Worth It is basically a little series where Steven and this guy named Andrew, they go around. Um, most of the time it's with food. So they'll have an episode about, for example, pancakes. And they try three different pancakes at three drastically different price points <laughs> is what he always says. Even though three sometimes, drastically different. <laughs> right. Yeah. Even though sometimes it's not that drastic. Um, and they basically try the pancakes at each of these places or try the thing at each of these places and at the end they'd say which they feel was worth it which they enjoyed the most yeah um at the price point that it was yeah and so i watched quite a bit of these yeah um i watched some food related ones and then i found out that they had non-food related ones so i watched some of those and i gotta say i think i enjoyed the non-food related ones a little bit more what um even though i love food i think it was just it was torture to sit there and like see them eat this food that i really wanted to try (laughs) Yeah. And I couldn't, but... Well, I um, I don't... The thing with the... Uh, I don't know. When you do... Sorry, I just like, burped. Um, when they're doing food, it's like it's always a consistent theme. When mm-hmm. it's like not food, you like there's no there's no consistency in like what they might be doing. You what know, do you they mean? Could, they could be doing wedding rings. They could be doing airplanes. They could be doing hotels. What do you mean by... The, how is that different from food? What do you mean by... I that? guess just like when you, when you know that it's like food... It's like, oh, what food are they going to do today? Um, but when it's not food and they do like worth it lifestyle or something, it could be literally anything. And that's the exciting thing. There's no consistency. But that's the exciting thing because it's well, like. I mean, I'm not, I like <laughs> watching those, but that yeah. I, I just, I watch it for, that's the reason I started watching it was because of the food. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I enjoyed them both and love them both. Um, I really love Steven. I think he's so adorable. He's so funny. Um, Andrew's okay. Andrew reminds me of... <laughs> he's like so... No, yeah. Andrew, Andrew's like so like monotone and like <laughs> He reminds plain. me of Joel McHale. Is that his name? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like... That's the He's like a very Andrew. plain version of Joel McHale. But yeah. I definitely... If you asked me if I had to like eat and have dinner with one of the two, I would for sure pick Andrew over Joel McHale. Cause Joel McHale, oh. I don't like Joel McHale. I, yeah. I think he's kind of a yeah meanie. Um, <laughs> I believe it. No. Yeah. Andrew's great. He's not a bad dude at all. He seems really sweet. Um, but he just gave me like Joel McHale vibes. Um, but... Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I love, love Andrew. I'm, I'm saying that he's like plain and stuff, but I really like the guy and I really like the way he describes food. Yeah. The true heartthrob of the group is adam adam the (laughs) sound guy (laughs) he literally is just in the background but they always let him come in and try something and he never he never says a word he's quiet he's so quiet he takes a bite and he looks up at the camera and smiles yeah he makes a little smirk (laughs) and it's the cutest thing ever i'm like this is so adorable i love adam so i stand adam um but yeah but i what i love about the show is that they're clearly not experts on like food or culinary arts. They're just two dudes who like who like food. Right. And I feel like they've gotten to the point where they've had enough food 
to where they can like describe it in, in like a very educated way because they've had enough. But different... I feel like they don't describe it in a very they culinary to... way. They yeah. just describe they it. They still they're... try to keep it like layman's terms. Yeah, like it's like they describe it by like comparison. I feel like they're like, yeah, oh, yeah. this tastes like cornbread, right? Or like whatever. Versus like you watch the Food like Network. If this bacon had if bacon had bacon, <laughs> that's what this would taste Literally. like. <laughs> like their descriptions are still kind of like nonsense, um, and just like very funny. But, like, versus, like, Food Network, you know, they're going to be like, oh, the acidity mixed with the blah, blah, blah is, like, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, what? Yeah. Like, just, like, compare it to something so yeah. I can understand. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I really liked that. Another thing I really liked about this show is they give fun facts in oh, every they always, episode. They always give facts, yeah. <laughs> and, like, the facts are so interesting. So, like, so I, so some of the episodes I watched, I watched the pancake episode, which was, like, pretty okay pretty basic um nothing too um fancy there a fun fact that they gave in that episode was that pancakes existed during the stone age oh yeah which is like I that was a really interesting <laughs> fact yeah yeah it's like pancakes have been around forever um we watched an engagement ring episode which i actually really enjoyed no i enjoyed, <laughs> I enjoyed it too what are you talking about yeah i also realized how much people spend on engagement rings and was like, jeesh. (laughs) So the fun fact in that episode was that the average American spends about $6,324 on an engagement ring. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dang. But in California, (laughs) in California, it was like like 9,000. Yeah. Which I don't know. I mean, I guess California is like more. Well, I, yeah, I think like California is on its own. One of the largest economies in the world. Yeah. Um, a lot of rich folk. Yeah, there's tech and there's Hollywood and all that. Yeah. Um, a lot of big industries there. But also, uh, having lived in California, I think because there's so many, uh, as you kind of put it, like options mm-hmm. for everything, whether yeah. that's places to eat food or just people or things <laughs> to do. Like there's just, yeah. there's so much stuff in California yeah. that I think, you know, because there's so many options of like, I don't know, fish in the sea per se that people probably like wait longer to Mm. get married than they do in other parts of the country and And they have the financial resources to to spend more yeah Yeah. so i think that's i think that's why it's like you know 150 percent higher than the national average you know jeez i also learned in that episode that if something's antique that means it is over 100 years old yeah which i yeah i never really knew the difference between vintage and antique and so that was really cool to know um but yeah, uh, another fun fact that really blew me away was in the vegan episode. Oh. And they said that in 2017, 6% of Americans uh, were vegan compared to, I believe it was 1% in 2014. Mm-hmm. But I was shocked because I was like, only 6%? Like, that's still pretty low. That's still pretty, that's 1 in 20 people. That's pretty good. I guess. I wonder Given how that's... how many people love meat. That's true. I wonder how different it is now, though, because I feel like now we have, like, impossible burgers, beyond burgers, and I feel like it's a lot more, it's a lot easier and more accessible to, like, access, like, to have vegan food. Yeah, I would be curious to see, well, I'm sure the, I'm sure the average amount of people that are vegan has gone up since 2017, but I'll also be interested to see just how many people report that they eat less meat now than before because i like i'm still not i'm not vegetarian i'm not vegan i still eat meat but i eat significantly less 
than I used to because of, well, I mean, well, I'm one, like you're me. a vegetarian, <laughs> so I'm in a relationship with you. So I do eat yeah. a lot of vegetarian meals as a result of that. But, yeah. um, I don't know. I mean, just in general, like the, yeah, the, the, the impossible everything. I don't know. Vegan food is so good. Like, right. When you find a good vegan place, like, yeah, you want to go back. So yeah, that episode like m- made me tear <laughs> because I was like, I miss how having so many vegan options in LA. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, freaking Wolfie's hot Wolfie's chicken. Wolfie's hot chicken. If you were in, in Glendale, LA, California, yes. so good. Oh my gosh, I miss Wolfie's. I dream about. Wolfie's. It's like one of the best things to eat. Delicious. Deli- they have this like Ever. honey. <laughs> they have this like honey. Oh, sauce, oh, dipping sauce. Don't get me started. Oh my gosh. I it's could so cry. Good. It's <laughs> so good. Like, I actually want to cry. They give you so more much. fries than you need. Yes, yes. To just dip away. Yes. Ugh. That and freaking Monty's. Oh, I love Monty's. I feel like Monty's is a little. It's it's you think novelty. It's overrated? I, yeah. I do like. If I go, if if I have options of like vegan places to eat, I typically stay away from burgers because you can find vegan burgers at non-vegan places. Like right. that's kind of like the typical. So if I'm in a place where there's a ton of vegan options, I want to try some chicken. I want to try like right. something different. I want to try some soul food. Like yeah, um, freaking you, solely vegan. If you're yeah, in SF place. or in no, it's in it's Oakland. Oakland. Oakland or they have one in LA. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I really like Monty's in L.A. Um, I don't, I, you know, I don't hate it. I just don't think it's like mm-hmm. I need to go out of my way to get to it. Get it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. They have really good milkshakes, though. Oh, Vegan yeah, the milkshakes, milkshakes. Are, milkshakes are pretty good. Yeah. But I've also had better milkshakes, so. <sighs> but they're not vegan. Yeah, that's the best vegan milkshake I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, for someone who milk does not sit well on my stomach. Right. That, like, to have a vegan milkshake is bomb. Yeah. No, I mean, I like Monty's. Sorry. Don't don't come at me, Monty's fans. Uh, <laughs> Louise Monty's is going to come cool. for you. Yeah, <laughs> Monty's is cool. I just don't... In comparison to, like, Wolfie's, it's like... Oh, yeah. Wolfie's is superior. Just, yeah. Leagues ahead. Yeah. Multiple tiers higher. Yeah. In my opinion. For sure. Um, One episode we watched was... In they went to Japan mm-hmm. and they got coffee. Oh, that might be like one of my favorite <laughs> worth it episodes. <laughs> I feel like that is your favorite. Um, and one question I had because they talked about these coffee places talked about like where they get their beans from and like one of the places said like fifty percent of their beans were uh, what did they say Laotian yeah Laotian beans and then like some of it was from Brazil and all this all this other stuff and I was like. How much of a difference in taste do beans from different places have? It depends on the weather. It's because of the weather of those different places, like climates oh. and that they, that they come from. And that affects like the, the taste? Like the ecosystem, yeah. Wow. Like the minerals and the dirt. Like yeah. Everything. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it makes me think of, I went to Bali with my family and we had like, the coffee that comes from those animals where they poop it and then like right 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 <laughs> what are they called they're I have called no like idea what it's called I think they're called like luox luox or something like that yikes I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to Google it yeah um but yeah I don't know what those animals are called but yeah which so I was what just they like, they poop sorry what they do yeah they, so they like how does this work they like eat the eat the coffee 
beans or nuts or whatever. And I don't know. And then they poop it out. And they poop it out. And then they like, they clean though. They get it from their poop. They clean it. They roast it. And like do a whole process. So this animal's digestive system makes the coffee taste better? I guess so. Apparently it's like some that's, of the best coffee. That's next level. That's <laughs> dang. Yeah. Imagine if I was like, here, eat these coffee beans and I'm going to go digging through your poop after. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently it's I'm like going to roast it into coffee. Yeah. And that's going to make it better. Disgusting. It is what it is. Um... But yeah, but I thought it was wild. The most expensive coffee that they had was $914. I really want to try that. <laughs> yeah. They like put it in a barrel. They like, it's like wine. They like yeah, put it in a barrel and like it sits for like it 22 for 20 years. years. Yeah. yeah. And that one cup is a $914. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't it like looked, coffee enough to try that. I, it's like such a small amount of coffee too. Yeah. Um, and he like poured it in this fine little like gold glass yeah. or like golden cup. Yeah. Um, nine hundred dollars is a lot to spend on a oh. very small cup yeah. of coffee, but for some reason I would do it. <laughs> I am just I'm so fascinated. Yeah. By that place where yeah. that guy made that cup of coffee that i i just like i have to i have to try it yeah. and seeing their seeing their reactions to drinking it and being like whoa that's really good uh like i, ha- I have to i yeah. have to but it's crazy because they didn't even choose that as the one they thought was worth well, it the, well obviously the 900 dollars <laughs> cup of really small amount of coffee is not gonna be the most yeah. worth it the second place that they went to i i wrote a short list of places that i want to go to based on where we all the episodes we watched and that place, I think it was called the like Coffee Elementary School. There we go. Thank you. I wrote Schoolhouse Coffee. <laughs> Schoolhouse uh, Coffee. <laughs> Coffee Elementary School in Japan. Mm-hmm. That is yeah top of my list of places that they went to that I want to go to. So that was that yeah. was a two dollar sign coffee place. It was four dollars the cup that they had. Yeah, it was yeah four dollar cup of coffee, but it looked so good. And the yeah. guy that he seems really cool. The, yeah, the guy that makes the coffee is like a former teacher, so mm-hmm. he tried to create like some nostalgia to the restaurant. Yeah. Or to the coffee bar, whatever. Coffee shop. Yeah. Um that place just looked like that's as somebody that enjoys coffee, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. That's like yeah. Like I I remember we we saw they were interviewing the the guy and I said like just looking at the guy and how he's dressed, it's like, if that guy is the person making your coffee, you know it's going to be good. Oh, my gosh. He's got, like, a beanie and, like, glasses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the thing I loved about, like, the episodes that they did while they were in Japan is just, like, it was really cool just to, like, hear the stories of everyone and, like, what brought them to, you know, this restaurant that they owned or worked in or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. one of the dudes was saying that he had, like, started working at the place that they went to because he wanted to save up for a motorcycle. Oh, yeah. It was <laughs> like he, a really cheap ramen place. Yeah. And then he was like, I just like loved working here so much that I stayed. And they were like, well, did you get the motorcycle? He's like, yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was like, that's so cute. Like, and I, imagine, yeah, working at a place just so you can like get a motorcycle and you're like a kid and then mm-hmm. you just fall in love with the food that that place serves and you work there your whole life yeah and that's like your passion yeah like nice. i love i loved hearing those stories it was really cool um yeah uh another episode that i watched and i think maybe one of my favorite episodes uh-huh. i watched an episode of tattoos 
Uh, I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, so it wasn't... This one didn't have Andrew. It had another guy. Not the original dude, but... Right, so every time they do something that's not food, it's like Steven with somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so this, he, Steven was like, I don't want tattoos. So I've convinced my friend (laughs) to get three different tattoos at three different pies. What? He got a whole half sleeve by the end of this episode. Um, and so the first place he went to, um, I forget the name of the place, but it was an $80 tattoo. He got like a Peter Pan inspired tattoo that was like the, what do you call it? Ooh, I have no frame sound... of reference because I haven't seen this, so you need to <laughs> I'm gonna step sound... up your storytelling skills. I'm going to sound so dumb. What do you call, like, north, south, east, west? Like, it, I mean, A it, compass? I, well, you have, like, a compass, but is that still a compass if it's just the, like, point? Just the shape? Yeah, it's I'm not, like, a whole... I'm going to go with yes. Okay. <laughs> well, he got, like, that. The, d- the directions. The, so. Yeah, the directions on his um, arm. It was, like, mm-hmm. small because it was an $80 tattoo. I thought it was okay. I mean, for an $80 tattoo, it was pretty decent. It was very simple, Mm -hmm. pretty small. Um, The second tattoo he got was $400. It took four hours. He got the Willy Wonka elevator. Oh, that's cool. The glass elevator. Yeah, he got that because he already had kind of like a space Mm -hmm. thing on his arm. Um, So he got the elevator. Is it the original Willy Wonka? Yes. Okay. Yeah. He got the elevator, uh, and the the dude who did the tattoo kind of like made it so it was cohesive with whatever space thing that he already had. Oh, that's neat. Um, I did not like this tattoo. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's an interesting idea, but I'm also kind of like not passionate enough about Willy Wonka <laughs> that I would understand that somebody would want the elevator. Yeah, I mean, he had his reasons for it, and it's not the idea that I didn't like. I didn't, so I'm not a huge fan of a lot of shading, mm-hmm. and. No offense to this tattoo artist. I mean, I think it was a cool tattoo, but it was a lot of shading. And to me, it looked kind of like muddy. Like it was just a lot of like darkness. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, that makes I, sense. yeah. And so I wasn't particularly keen on that one. But what I, what I loved about this dude is like before he got the t- tattoo, he would always call his girlfriend and be like, is this okay? <laughs> and she was like, looks cool. Get it. <laughs> oh my God. He had to get approval from his girlfriend for every I, tattoo they got on the episode. That. Yeah, I yeah. appreciate that. I appreciate that. That's funny. And then the last one he got was $875. It took six hours. This dude was really cool. This tattoo artist, he like, they had a consultation. He shared what he wanted. And the dude just like created it. Sent him what it like his creation. So this dude had like just full creative $600? control. $600? $875. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then he got the tattoo in the shop. Looked really cool, too. Um, the tattoo was interesting. It was cool. It was a very unique drawing. Like, the dude is... The tattoo artist is, like, an amazing artist. Mm-hmm. Again, not my style of tattoo. So I was like, eh, whatever. Um, and that's what the dude ended up picking, picking as his, like, favorite. But I was like, does BuzzFeed pay for this stuff? So, yeah. I'm pretty sure BuzzFeed has, like, a budget for them to afford going to all these places. I'm sure in some cases the places are, like, paying them to go to them because mm. it's free advertising for mm-hmm. them. Well, I guess it's not free if they're paying them. But it's <laughs> it's advertising for them. Yeah. But I think in some cases, like, yeah, BuzzFeed's, like, dishing out some dollars. Yeah. Watching this episode, I was like... I need to work for BuzzFeed. If I can get a whole half sleeve paid for, like that would be amazing. Yeah. I, well, I don't know. I don't, you know, who's to say? I don't know. 
I don't know, but I would love to get a half sleeve paid for. Um, and I was thinking of like, what's my most expensive tattoos? I have five tattoos. Mm-hmm. My most expensive one was about five hundred dollars. Um, which one is that? That's a little angel thing on my arm. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Um, which was totally worth it because that tattoo artist is like the best tattoo artist I've seen that like does like the kind of style that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, her lines are so crisp. I forget the name of the shop. Her name is Alexis Soul. If anyone's interested, check out her Instagram, Soul with an X, so X-O-L. Um, she's great. And I love her work, and I would pay her all the money in the world to just give me, like, a whole sleeve. Okay. Um, but, yeah. And then I'm trying to think of another favorite of mine. One of my favorite, another favorite of mine is, again, not a food one, but it was a hotel one. <laughs> Oh my God, you watched so many without me. I did. You were working and yeah. I had time. <laughs> All right. Tell um, me about the hotels. Yeah. So the hotels, they did one. So the first hotel was $50. And you know, I'm I'm a very picky person when it comes to hotels. $50 for a hotel is incredibly cheap. Right. I'm a very picky person. I do not like to stay at hotels because I think they're all kind of like gross. Gross, yeah. Um, even if it's like five star, I'm like, mm, we gotta check the bed, we gotta like wipe down everything. Really? Like, yes. Even if it was like the sweet in Pretty Woman. Even if it's the sweet and pretty woman, we are checking the bed for bed bugs. We are right. making sure we have our shower shoes. I am not stepping barefoot in that shower. Like I am not <laughs> stepping barefoot on the carpet. Like Meanwhile, I do not care about any of those things. <laughs> Like, we have to wipe down everything. Just I'm just, that's how I am. Yeah. Um, I don't so, hold that against you. You know, we go to a hotel and you got to do all that. You do all that. Yeah. Yeah. And so when it comes to hotels, there is no way I'm staying at a motel. I would literally probably die. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm a bit bougie when it comes to hotels because I like really don't feel comfortable if it's like gross. Yeah. yeah. So they go to this $50 and I was immediately like, oh no. There's you couldn't pay me to be on this episode. I'm not going to a fifty dollar place. This place was actually dope. <laughs> what? <laughs> so they went to a place called Podshare in downtown LA. Okay. And what it is, it's basically like a like a community like place. So everyone has like bunks. Um, what do you got? Like a hostel. Um, and so this place was like super cool, super like hipster looking everyone had their bunks you could like write your name and chalk like where your bunk is you could get a bed that like turned into a desk if you needed to do work um and it actually looked really nice and yeah it was like that sounds cool yeah it's it's 50 dollars for a 24-hour day pass which means you can stay at that one or their other locations so if you're like hopping around places and there's like a different location that's closer to you you could stay at that one. Oh um huh. oh okay oh. yeah it's like a, it's like a hostile network yeah interesting yeah and i thought that was really cool i was like pleasantly surprised i was like low-key if it really came down to it and i needed some place to stay for cheap i would go there and i'd feel comfortable okay um yeah and then they went to a place in hollywood called red red redbury redberry redbury um which was about 350 450 a night and the cool thing about this place, this place was a little bit more quirky, kind of like, it's a boutique hotel, so very, like, home-looking. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I loved is they had this, like, little, like, soda, soda can-looking thing. Mm-hmm. And the dude was like, oh, this isn't soda, this is an intimacy kit. What? Yeah. <laughs> so every room comes with an intimacy kit, in case you know you're going to get a little sexy with your person. Uh-huh. You have everything you need, in case you forgot it. <laughs> Interesting. And yeah. it looks like a soda? 
It like isn't like a little can, like a little can looking thing. It's okay. cute. It's, it was cute, but okay. Um, I was like, wow, how thoughtful. How, how much was it to stay at this place? <laughs> About three fifty to four fifty. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Um, That's what a jump. Fifty dollars <laughs> to three hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, just wait, because this. Yeah, is, I think this let's... episode had the like really had drastically different price points. So yeah, what was the most expensive one? The most expensive one was a place in Vegas called Palms Casino. Okay. The room cost $35,000. $35,000. It had its own elevator. American <laughs> USD? Yes. Oh my goodness. It had its own elevator. It had its own pool. Um, it had its own butler. If you knew what, if you wanted your butler, it had its own, its own 35, bar. Thirty five thousand. Thirty five. There's 000. an episode. Sorry, real yeah, quick. Okay. There's an episode where they looked at apartments. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember like one of them was like twenty thousand or something, and it was like a a month, mm-hmm. which is, and it was like crazy, and that was only like the two dollar price point one. That you know three dollar price point one was. Like, you know, crazy, but like still $35,000, you could spend $35,000 a month, which again is a lot yeah. and get some, like you could own something that nice. Yeah. Um, for 35,000 a night. Yeah. A night. That's high rolling a little too high. Yeah. And honestly, I didn't think it was spectacular. I feel this way about all hotels in Vegas. I've stayed at a few different hotels in Vegas. Uh-huh. And, like, you have these, like, magnificent, beautiful, like, hotels, right? Like, Caesars Palace. Me and my mom stayed at Caesars Palace. It's, like, beautiful when you walk in. On the outside, it's beautiful. Those rooms are, like, kind of janky. Like, they're not You're in Vegas. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm, like, Vegas, like, for how much tourism there is and how, like, how much they play up. Like, this is, like, I don't know. I don't, I guess, luxury. The city that never sleeps. Yeah. No, people go to Vegas to spend their money and lose their money. And everywhere, like last time I was in Vegas, walking around the strip at like 1 a.m., everybody's trying to offer you. Oh, yeah. um, Everything. Everything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's all I'll say. (laughs) To keep this family friendly. Yes. No, yeah. No, I'm talking about like tramp stamps earlier. It's like there are people offering you all kinds of vices yeah but like the th- like i feel like vegas is very much a like come here spend all your money like it's gonna be an experience it's like if you have a lot of money you get this like luxury you know room or whatever eh, and none of those rooms i don't know i don't really me. see it that way <laughs> well i mean i guess it depends it's it depends on fa- who you are but yeah that's I, what i'm saying it's, it's like, like it's, it's a, a facade, facade. That's, yeah that's exactly what i'm saying it's a facade because you get there and it's like it's not that right it, I mean, also, I'm not rich, so, like, maybe I'm just not... I don't have access to, like, the actual nice stuff. Yeah, I'm not hating on Vegas, but, yeah. yeah. For, for me, it's all a facade. Yeah, It's truly. not as nice as it's made up to be. Truly, yeah. I'm not a Vegas person. I've been about four times, and every time I'm like, this is this is whatever. Yeah. Um, Maybe three times. I don't know. I feel like I overestimated that. But anyway, yeah, the room was not spectacular to me. I didn't really care for it. They, the girl, so he took a girl um, with him and she chose that as her worth it pick. Oh, Because she was just like, that was just such an experience. Like, if I had that money, that would be fun. Um, And I think he chose Podshare. But yeah, that was, I feel like there was something else I wanted to say about that, but I'm forgetting. 
But yeah, I mean, overall, I enjoyed these episodes. I thought they were really cool, really fun. Are there any other places that you saw, like food, rest- like food restaurants, food uh, restaurants, rest- as opposed to like a, a sock restaurant? Um, mm-hmm. Are there any other places, restaurants or otherwise, that you saw sure. in any episodes that stood out to you, made you think, like, I want to go there? Yeah, um, that first vegan restaurant, um, Season Vegan, it mm-hmm. was like a black-owned restaurant in New York. I would love to go there. I thought the food looked amazing. Mm-hmm. I loved the woman who was, I guess, the chef there. Um, yeah, that was a place that I was like, oh, I'd love to go there. Let me see if there was. I wrote down Spago, Beverly Hills. That oh, was with the, the dessert the episode. Of, yeah. 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 I mean, it looked fancy, like fine dining, like $4 signs fancy. Yeah. Um, and they had this... Uh, what what was it um the like oyster thing well oh yeah they had this like weird oyster thing that was like it was all a dessert chocolate. oyster it yeah. was a dessert oyster yeah but no the the thing that they had with the truffle ice cream at the end oh it was, was a that? like a souffle oh uh, yes souffle thank you <laughs> i was like creme brulee no souffle yeah mm-hmm. that souffle looked so bomb yeah so i would i would love to go to that place though it's i think it was like 275 dollars per person person, yeah Yeah. that's a lot yeah that place did look good the only thing about fancy places that like because i'm vegetarian i feel like i don't get my money's worth (laughs) yeah it would be very tough going to some of these fancy places uh, yeah being vegetarian because there's definitely, if you watch enough Worth It episodes, you definitely notice that there's a trend for the third place, the third most expensive place. Um, the ones that stand out the most are mm-hmm. the ones that are not just expensive because they're serving truffle, caviar, mm-hmm. or gold flakes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the ones that don't have those things stand out the most because yeah. So many of them are just like, oh, well, it's expensive because this yeah. person decided let's put gold flakes on a bagel and make yeah. it a thousand bucks. Like, yeah, I will say another place that I wanted to go to was in their sushi and burger episode. Um, they went to the place in New York where the guy is like a really, Tetsu like, by Chef Masa. Yes. 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 I want to try. I that. want to go there so bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it looks really good. Uh, well, I the reason that I I made us watch that episode last night is because the first place that they go to in that episode, uh, King Kingsburger and Got Sushi, mm-hmm. was right across uh, from Cal State Northridge, which mm-hmm. is where we went to school for our masters. So, mm-hmm. um, you were trying to romance me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, like um, that episode came out like right before mm-hmm. uh, we started going there. So once I moved there, I was like, "Oh, I gotta go there." It was on worth it, and the mm-hmm. place is really good. So it was good. I don't think I got a burger there though. I think I just had the shoot the no. sushi. No, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, we we went there. We didn't go there together until like the end of yeah. our program. But I went there quite a few times uh, over oh, the course of those me. two years. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving him a face. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yes, I had a life before we started dating. <laughs> surprise, surprise! <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, but yeah, no. Uh, I, there's, oh yeah. Go ahead. Oh, oh no, I was just gonna talk about other places that I want to go to. Yeah, go for it. The uh, Kichi Kichi Omu Rice, the second place that they went to in the egg episode. 
with the guy oh, with the, the purple cool hair. Dude, yeah. I want to go there so bad. That yeah. looks like so much fun. He seems like such a fun person. Yeah. He's like adds this like theatrical fun enthusiasm element that mm. makes the food taste even better. But also just the way that he makes his own rice is it just mm-hmm. looks so good. Yeah. I love my eggs like on the wetter side. Mm-hmm. Um so when he like half made his eggs into like a little omelet and then like cuts it, cuts open. it in open and it's just like and it's just like wet omelet on top <laughs> of this rice oh yeah so good yeah i feel like all the places that they went to in japan i was like i want to go there yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah the the last ramen place that they went to i don't remember the name of it actually honestly all three ramen places that they went to i'd want to go to mm-hmm. um yeah, they in the egg episode, the third place they went to, those are some fancy eggs. Uh, yeah, you made a like comment. the dude's farm. Yeah, the dude's farm where they they fed the chickens like paprika and stuff in this like special mix. And, and we learned made... that chickens don't even have a sense of taste. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, that's I mean, that's, as this man claims, but I could see it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? And uh, because he feeds them like paprika and stuff in what they eat their egg yolk comes out like very orange Mm -hmm. and they were like they were able to stick their hands in the egg white and pull out the the egg yolk without it breaking without it breaking that that was nuts that is nuts and the fancy box it came in i was like i want my eggs to come in like this crazy yeah i'm like wow our yeah like we're eating crap here This, that box made like every and like every egg had like a sticker on it yeah. it just made every each one of those eggs look like, like nice and padded it's like the golden egg the old golden goose egg yeah from Willy Wonka yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we gotta make like a trip to Japan <laughs> absolutely I'm gonna write down all these I places to. I have like yeah. a million places I wanna go to I wanna go to the Studio Ghibli Museum <laughs> that's my number one as soon as we're wow. get off the plane <laughs> let's go all right <laughs> that's very touristy of you it is but i have to see it okay i want to see it i i just want to eat all the food yeah 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 i literally think about sometimes i think about breaking my vegetarianism just because i want to travel to places and eat be able to eat all the food and not have to like be like, oh, do you, is there a vegetarian option? Because I want to, like, eat the pork ramen and everything. Yeah. But I can't. I would probably combust. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I ever want to go to any of these places mm-hmm. and I bring you with me, I mean, would I ever have your permission to go to any of these places without you? No, so that I could eat I'm going to go. You can eat meat regardless. <laughs> I, right. There's got to be what if they it's have like vegetables. A, what like... if it's like a special two-person meal that includes a All whole meat. bunch of meat? Yeah. Can um, I bring a friend instead? I mean, I guess. Or do I just get more meat to myself? Hmm. And they can't just give me vegetables? Like, I can't eat, like, a plate of vegetables while you eat all the meat? I, I, I don't even know of any specific place. I'm just... I'm like, there's got to be something. Just a hypothetical. Yeah. Something I can eat. I'll eat a freaking carrot stick if I oh have to. Oh, my gosh. $300 <laughs> carrot stick. I just want to be a part of the experience. Yeah. Well, those are all the places that I wrote down that I would want to go to that mm-hmm. we saw. I mean, I, any of the places that they went to, like they always pick really good places yeah. that stand out, specifically at that price point. 
uh, in every single episode. Like every place they go to, I don't think they've ever eaten anything and gone, ooh, not, yeah. not great. Yeah, yeah, that's true. There was one place they went to in the pancake episode. It was the first place they went to. And the dude made pancakes with like oats and didn't serve it with syrup. And I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> but that pancake still looked really good. It did. And the syrup was like infused with molasses. So when it melted, it like melted kind of into a syrup. Right. But still, I was like, that's not a pancake. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's food science. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, worth it. Check it out on YouTube. It's also like on Hulu or something I noticed really? a few years ago. I don't know. But yeah, you can check it out on YouTube. It's, yeah, it's a fun watch to just watch um, just randomly. Yeah. It's a, it's like a whole series. What's weird is that the YouTube algorithm like stopped suggesting worth it to me after that burger sushi episode came out. So like... I suggested this, but I thought that they kind of just stopped after that episode. Turns out, no, they've been doing this, and this they is have like seasons. Yeah. yeah, they've yeah they've like completely like it's now on like a different channel and everything. And yeah, the YouTube algorithm did me dirty because I used to watch mm-hmm. their videos like every single time something came out, and now uh, I don't know. I'm happy to be back on <laughs> on the worth it train. <laughs> Because there's so many episodes that they've done in the last like two and a half years. No, no, I'm going to. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's so many episodes. I'm excited because there's so many episodes they've done in the last two and a half years that I haven't seen. Yeah. That now I get to just dive into a a, a marathon of of (laughs) worth it. Yeah. Anyway. Should we do our assignments? We shall do our assignments. Yeah, that's... Do you have anything left to say? Nope. Cool. All right. So... Next weekend, we are out of town. Out of town, and we're actually not going to post anything next weekend. <laughs> yeah. We will um, literally be like, this for plan sure, is be out of set town. in stone. Yeah. <laughs> we're not recording anything. Yeah. So, again, we have two weeks. And um, since, uh, yeah, your finals, like this, this, like this weekend is like your final weekend mm-hmm. of class related things. So, you're just, done yeah i'm done you're you're on summer so mm-hmm. two weeks on summer this seemed like a perfect opportunity for am i just gonna assign first um i guess so i guess so. <laughs> you already started so. i already started <laughs> so this seemed like the perfect opportunity with you having this much free time over the course of two weeks mm-hmm. to uh assign you one of my favorite video games mm-hmm. well no it is my favorite video game of all time mm-hmm. and always has been. Mm-hmm. The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Which you already figured that out. <laughs> yeah, because you're being shady. I'm, and I was like, I'm, what are you playing? And he was like, <laughs> I've, been, I've I started playing it again last weekend. Not with the intent to assign it to you this week. Uh-huh. Um, I started playing it again last weekend because I was just getting really stressed out. And I had a lot going on with work. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, I haven't played this game in like all the way through in like eight years so and it's my favorite game and mm-hmm. i need to cope right now so <laughs> yeah so i yeah i started started playing it um again and then yeah the idea just hit me and i'm like oh this is this is actually this is perfect so mm-hmm. i'm really excited yeah it just worked out i'm excited too is it very different from breath of the wild very different okay ocarina of time is the first zelda game to be 3d like in gotcha. a 3d space it, you know it was all like pixels and whatnot before that mm-hmm. um so like super mario 64 um 
Ocarina of Time kind of like set the bar incredibly high once mm-hmm. games started uh, moving in a 3D space. Mm-hmm. And it has, I think, yet to be topped. But anyway, sorry. I've already said too much. <laughs> you have any other questions? No. Okay. I'm excited. Um, okay. So also, since we have a lot of time, and I figured we have time in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite a long drive where we're going. So mm-hmm. I am going to assign you something you've been wanting really? to engage with what okay. and this is daisy jones and the six oh, which is book. a book yeah oh cool yeah nice so i yes, figured this I have is, been yeah you're like i want to read it i want to read it i'm like i'm gonna sign it just like <laughs> oh i didn't know that okay <laughs> yeah oh, so i was gonna read reggie fils new book in the car but i guess <laughs> reggie will have to wait yeah yeah i was stuck between this and the new game that i'm playing but i was like no i'm gonna assign you daisy jumps with six because i just read it so it's fresh in my mind perfect yeah i'm stoked this is gonna be or a good I just episode re-read it. yeah so yeah so that's our assignments all right legend of zelda ocarina of time and daisy jones and the six yep sweet that's gonna be good yeah all right all right. Until next time. Yeah, see you in two weeks. This has been the Content Swap Podcast. <laughs> I All right, <hate> bye. That. <laughs> bye. <laughs>